Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Biggs. I'm the senior pastor at Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado with you on this Tuesday afternoon, evening, uh, wherever you're at in the country, and would love to talk with you on the program today. So you have an open invitation to give me a call uh, the call-in number for you to reach me and talk to me on the air was just given. Let me give it to you again. It's 303-690-3000. I'll repeat that number throughout the program. But I invite you to call in and to ask me your questions or to ask for prayer. Calvary Live is that live call-in show. We are live today, January the 24th, and we are here, and I am here to just be able to take you to the Scriptures, to pray with you, encourage you, uh, to talk about the things that matter to you. Maybe there's some Bible questions that you have. Uh, What is our response as Christians to the things that are going on around us, Um, uh, the things that we face? Uh, What is our worldview as Christians? Uh, Maybe perhaps how is it that uh, we talk to others and minister to others. We're here to encourage you. So 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. There's another way for you to be able to uh, contact me through a dedicated text line. It's for texting only, and that is 720-336-0897. Again, 720-336-0897. Be safe when you are texting, and you can text in your prayer requests or uh, your questions as well, and we, as we have time, we'll go to them during this hour. The hour goes by quickly, so I encourage you, grab one of those open lines. Let's talk about the things of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome all of you that are listening live today on Grace FM. Again, it's the 24th of January, Tuesday afternoon. The sun is shining. Uh, it's cold outside, but um, it is a fairly pleasant day here in Colorado uh, for us, and I hope you're doing well. I pray you're doing well. It's maybe perhaps you're making your way home uh, from work or picking up the kids at school, or uh, maybe you're finishing up work. If you have the opportunity, give me a call at 303-690-3000. And then also uh, those in southern Wyoming, you too, are listeners of Grace FM. And then those listening live, Radio by Grace, all throughout the country. And we are praying for you because I know that there's a large uh, area of our listening area of Radio by Grace in the south that you guys have some severe storms that are taking place. So we're praying for you guys uh, during this time as uh, those severe storms uh, go through your area, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, uh, and then up the East Coast. Pray that you're safe and doing well and uh, love to talk to you guys. So glad that you guys are, you know, just a part of our Calvary, Calvary Live family. And then also those online, anywhere in the country, the four corners of the country, people are listening. 
You too can call at 303-690-3000. Is that call-in number? The text line is 720-336-0897. And then those who are listening on the Hope FM, Truth FM, Higher Rock Radio, uh, radio networks, you're a week delayed, but you can call and we will have our conversation and then you can listen to the program a week from now. So looking forward to what the Lord has for us. Grab one of those open lines. Let's talk about the things of the Lord. And uh, let's be encouraged in the things of the Lord as well uh, during this hour. We're going to go to Arvada, where Margaret. Margaret? Yes. How are you? You're on Calvary Live. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for calling. Um, I had a... A couple of questions, but if I can ask for two, then at least one. You, um, you go ahead and take your time, okay? Okay. I um, I used to go to Catholic Church, and I felt mm-hmm. like I wasn't learning too much, either because I wasn't paying attention or I wasn't listening or I can hear the, the Father correctly. So right. I changed to Christian Church, and I've been going there almost like two years. Right. And my son passed away on the fourth of this month, and I was looking for somewhere for somewhere to help me do the uh, memorial. Mm-hmm. And so when I called my church, the Christian Church, basically she put me through investigation. Are you doing? Uh, how long have you been going there? Are you serving there? What are you doing there? And she was asking me all kinds of questions on how, how, I don't know, more like what was I doing for them? And that's the way yeah. I felt. And as your okay. son used to go to this church, and I said, well, no, because he, lived in the other, he used to live on the other side of town, so he didn't go to that church. And she goes, right. well... I can tell you right now that that uh, we're not going to be able to do anything for you because um, you. Uh, so it you sounds like you were you, you were a little bit taken back by that, right? By yeah, all the questioning thinking, and everything. Well, I don't feel good for going back to the church because I feel like uh, mm-hmm. okay. she just started asking like I was in court, and I felt really bad about it. Well, Margaret, I just, yeah, you know, I just want to say this. I'm so sorry for the loss of your son. I really am. And how difficult and the trial, you know, that you're going through and the the grief that you're going through. And and I'm sorry if you weren't ministered in the way that you should have been. You should have been comforted. Uh, You should have been ministered to. Uh, I know here at Calvary Greeley, we have been through um, a number of, um, deaths in the fellowship and people and even those just of the families of those who went here and the grief and the sorrow and we want to minister the best that we can. But you said that you grew up in the Catholic Church, you went to the Catholic Church and then you've gone to a Christian church. I do want to encourage you because, Margaret, I grew up in the Catholic Church and um, I start going to a Bible-believing church where I really began to grow and and I really began to, to know what the gospel was. And it's important for you to be in a church that is um, growing you in the Word of God, in the gospel, that's teaching you the Bible. 
and and in all honesty, and this is not being judgmental, this is not being condemning, but you're not going to get that at the Catholic Church. I, I know that because you're going to get a Mass, you're going to get some encouragement perhaps uh, during the Mass, but you need to be in a place where you're growing in the Word of God and that you're hearing the Gospel clearly, and that's what I want to encourage you in. Now, whether you're getting that at the church that you're at, I know that there are good churches there in the area, in the Denver area uh, that you're at. And to go to a church that not only are you learning the Bible, but you can be encouraged and you can be prayed for and be a part of the body of Christ. And I believe that um, there's some, you know, Calvary chapels in the Arvada area, in the, you know, that area of Denver that are established, that they're going to love you. They're going to minister to you. And, and I pray that you can find that. But you want to stay in a place, and I would encourage you, that you're growing in the things of the Lord. And even find a church where perhaps there is a grief share that's going to minister to you. And a grief share, which is very important when you're ready to go through that grief share to help you in the grieving process of losing your son. So I hope that's an encouragement to you. And, and you know, be in a place, in a church, um, that... Um, and uh, that you can keep growing in the Word of God, because the Word of God is going to bring comfort to you, and the Word of God is going to grow you, and the Word of God is going to minister to you because it's alive, and that's where you want to be in a place, but also where the brethren are there to love you and to pray for you and to minister to you, and the leadership is there. Um, And uh, I don't know what churches are exactly in the Arvada area, uh, but that's what, um, you know, you can get on, um, uh, you know, uh, and look for, you know, Calvary chapels that are in that area is one recommendation I make. Um, if you get on the, I believe, Grace FM website, I don't know if you have access to that, or, um, you know, Calvary Church in Aurora, they have a church locator where they have different churches that they recommend, and just talk to them and talk to the pastor and let them know what you went through so you can be encouraged and you can be blessed and ministered to. Um, and then the second question I had, um, uh, can I ask one more question? You sure can. Of course you can. Um, my son is supposed to be really uh, a Christian. Uh, he's been for a long time. And right before my son uh, was, that we found out that he passed away, um, I woke up in the night and I was hearing this voice in my head and I was saying in Spanish, it was telling me, la miseria se acerca. But it wasn't a dream. It was something in my head that I heard a voice. And so mm-hmm. it was at 2 o'clock in the morning, and so right away I sent a text to my son, and I asked him, uh, exactly, I don't know how to put this together, but it's saying, la miseria se acerca. So he, I don't know how he found out, but he texts me back the next day, and he says, Mom, I don't know if he was trying to send me the message, but it was 2 o'clock in the morning <laughs> when I sent it. But he said, uh, what I got from that, and man, Mis- uh, misery is about, about. And so I have a friend that speaks Spanish, 
And I speak Spanish too, but I don't know how to put it together because I don't talk mm-hmm. to nobody in Spanish anymore. Right. So he told me that it said misery is near. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, I told my son, well, what does that exactly mean? I think God is trying to warn me of something. And he says, no, my son said, God will not trying to warn you or nothing. It was demon spirits. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, it was about two, three days before this happened. And then later on, I wake up with the same thing in my head. And I hear somebody crying and crying and crying and laughing and crying and crying and laughing. And then I said, well, I'm beginning to think that it is demon spirits because why would they be crying and why would they be laughing? Yeah, and, uh, I, you know, you know, Mark, I can't speak to what it is. I do know that the Lord can speak to us by, you know, his Holy Spirit. And that, you know, even in as you go through the scriptures, that the Lord has spoken to some in dreams. I'm not saying every dream, you know, or vision, you know, is from the Lord. But I think that, you know, as you experience this, um, that I just want to say this, that the Lord wants to comfort you now. And he wants to speak to you now. And again, he's the God of comfort who comforts us in all of our tribulations. And, you know, I, you know, as far as the laughing, you know, the enemy is the accuser who accuses us day and night. And, and how much of that, you know, influence is there? How much of that, you know, you know I, I don't know. But I do know this, that the Lord is there to bring comfort to you. And the Lord desires to comfort you in this time of loss and to know that he loves you and he wants to travel with you. And again, in this journey of grief that you're going through, that I do pray that um, that the Lord will show himself strong on your behalf. And I pray that you will find that, that fellowship that will minister to you and believers. And, and I just want to say again, I'm so sorry for the loss of your son, but the, the Lord is there with you, and he desires to comfort you. And you can call out to him during this time. And he's a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, as the prophet Isaiah said. And, you know, he, he's there to, to minister to you during this time. So, Father, I pray for Margaret. I just I just pray that she would find that, that fellowship, uh, that church that she can grow in the Word, that maybe go back to the church that she's at and talk to them and tell them that she's, you know, gone through loss and and she would find the fellowship of believers. And Lord, I just pray for this mom who lost her son. And Lord, that she would know that the scripture says, as David wrote, that God is near to those who have a broken heart. And Lord, that you would just bring the comfort she needs. And Lord, that you would just help her sort things out and Lord that she would know that you want to speak to her and I just pray this all in Jesus name Amen Amen thank you so hey, much um, Margaret you stay in touch go ahead it's a lot of comfort you know every everybody that prays I feel comfort by that yeah and it yeah. feels really really good that somebody takes the time to to at least listen to what you're saying. And yeah. I felt really bad when she just told me, well, the pastors are, it's going to be on Friday, and they, 
is their day off and they're going to be with their families. So she said, yeah. see if you can find somebody else. And um, yeah. I really felt, felt like uh, <laughs> like it was another I bucket understand. of cold water in my face. Yeah, yeah. And I'm so sorry. And you know what? But there are people there to minister to you. You call back, you know, and, and if you got any questions and, um, and you know, the Lord's going to lead you and guide you. And remember this. Margaret, he loves you, and he's near to those who have a broken heart. So, yes, thanks, Margaret. I, I thank you so much for your time that you take him to. You bet. To Absolutely. Out. You bet. Absolutely. All right, 303-690-3000. We had full lines, but when somebody hangs up, there is an open line. And so we're going to continue with the phone lines. The text line is 720 Three three six zero eight nine seven. Let's go to Arkansas, Alexis. Alexis, Hello. hi. You're on Calvary Live. Hi. Um, I just was needing a prayer. Um, I recently lost my eleven month old son, and I just I need some some prayers. And there's a lot of other things I'm going through right now, and. I'm having a hard time with my faith. Yeah, and I am so sorry for your loss, you know, um, of your son. And in this time of grieving, you're, you're probably got a lot of questions. The sorrow, the grief is very, very heavy. You got a hole in your heart. And I just got through talking to somebody that lost their son. And, and I just... It's it's such a deep sorrow and grief, but I want to say the same thing to you that I just said to the previous caller, that God is near to those who have a broken heart. And I want to read to you a psalm. This is a psalm when David lost his son, that he said, Hear my cry, O God, and attend to my prayer. And from the end of the earth I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed, and lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And, you know, we don't understand everything, you know, um, our losses, the tragedies, the difficulties. But the Lord wants you to fall back on the things that you can understand and that he loves you and he's near to you and he desires to comfort you. And he desires to give you a peace that passes understanding during this time. And he is the God of all comfort that you can call out to. And I know that in this time where you're wondering, where are you, Lord, that he promises he won't leave you or forsake you, and that he's a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and that this is a time for you to draw near to the Lord, and and this is a time for you to call out to the Lord and allow him to minister to you during this time. And I pray, too, Alexis, that you have some some believers that can circle around you, that can build you up and 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 encourage you and help you during this long journey of grief that you're going to go through. But I am so sorry. I am so sorry for your loss. And and the hope that we have is that your son is with Jesus. He's with Jesus right now. So remember this, he didn't leave you without any hope. And it was Peter that said that we have a living hope that comes through his resurrection and it doesn't mean you don't grieve, but we don't grieve as though we have no hope, is what Paul would write. 
And as you go through this time, the tuck away in your heart that you have a living hope in your son, that he's alive with Jesus. And I know that you want him there with you, but hang on to that living hope, okay? When um, when he was in the hospital, and I wanted to think that it was my mind just trying to comfort, you know, my heart from hurting, but I had a very vivid vision of him walking with Jesus, and a part of me, like, wants to think that it was just my mind, you know, but, like, it felt so real. Yeah. And... I mean, he was whole, and he was beautiful, Mm -hmm. but it felt real, and I don't know why I'm still hurting, you know, if that was really, really God showing me that. I don't understand why I'm still... You're going to hurt, Alexis. You know, sometimes we think that when we lose somebody that we're not going to the struggle, and we're not going to to grieve, and we're not going to have sorrow. You have a hole in your heart right now, and the Lord is near to those who are hurting. And I just it have tells, a, a hard time under, like understanding. Like I yeah. don't understand why. You know, I know, <laughs> and, and I know, and I don't know why. And I get asked as a pastor. I've been with so many that have gone through tragedy. And you know, Alexis, I was with the family this last couple of weeks that lost their son, and and I just listened, and I would bring the comfort of the scriptures, and they don't understand. And you know, you think it's not fair, it's not fair. I don't understand, but fall back on that you can understand, and that is that your son is with Jesus, and that's your comfort. And in this journey of grief that you're going through, you know, you're going to go through the sadness and the sorrow, but you can hang on to that living hope that he's with the Lord and that the Lord desires to bring that comfort to you because he's the God of comfort who comforts us in all of our tribulations. But it is a long journey and you're going to cry and you're going to wonder and you're going to struggle. But but hang on to the living hope, okay? That's something that you can understand and that Jesus hasn't left you and that it is a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And it was Jesus that was at the tomb of his friend, Lazarus, and he wept. But then he said, I am the resurrection and the life. And that's what you're going to hang on to. And he loves you. And he's he's not going to leave you. You keep calling out to him. And you can do that when your heart is overwhelmed. Can I pray for you? Yeah. I'm so sorry, Alexis. Lord, I pray for Alexis, who's hurting so badly, losing her son. But I pray that you would help her to hang on to the living hope that her son is with with you, with Jesus. And I'm so grateful that you didn't leave us with with no hope. And Lord, that he's alive. He he's more alive than ever. Even as she she would be reminded that he is beautiful and he's before you. 
And Lord, I pray for Alexis that she would know that you love her and you would bring the comfort that she needs. And Lord, that you would just help her. And Lord, I do pray that you would just um, strengthen her. And Lord, that you bring people into her life, the brethren, the, the believers, that will wrap her arm, their arms around her. And Lord, just support her and listen and encourage her. And Lord, I just pray that that support would be there. And Lord, more than anything, she would perceive your presence. And Lord, receive, Lord, just your love and comfort and grace and compassion. And so, Lord, I just pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Alexis, if you need prayer, you call us, okay? Thank you. We're going to... We're going to be here to pray for you. I appreciate it. Okay. All right. Lord loves you. 303-690-3000, the call-in number. Such loss. There's nothing more difficult. um, Losing just a loved one, a spouse, a son, a daughter. Oh, it's so hard. And may we be there for those who have gone through loss and and just just bring them the, the comfort of the Lord and to listen and to minister. So, Margaret, we're praying for you. Alexis, we're praying for you. And and um, you're on our hearts as we hear these stories. Let's go to, we got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Grab one of those open lines and uh, give me a call. And uh, we're going to be going to break here before too long. Uh, but you got plenty of time to grab one of those open lines. Let's talk about the things of the Lord. If you need prayer, text line is 720-336-0897. And let's go to Thomas in Georgia. Hi, Thomas. Thomas, are you there? Thomas was waiting for a little bit as the lines filled up pretty quickly. Thomas, if we lost you, I'd love for you to be able to call back and um, and talk with you. Um, he was asking a question, and, and maybe I'll answer it. And then uh, we do still have a couple open lines. Uh, after the break, we'll go to Patrick in Texas. Um, and hopefully, Patrick, you'll hold. But uh, grab one of those open lines. And uh, when it comes to the size of the New Jerusalem, uh, what happens to the ocean, the seas, the rivers? Uh, we do know the description that's given to us in the book of Revelation, chapter twenty, that the New Jerusalem is kind of a, is kind of a spear. It 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 hovers above the New Earth. Nothing is really told to us a lot about the New Earth, you know, except there's no oceans. Um, that kind of, you know, those of us who love the beach and love going to the beach, that kind of seems like well, that's a bummer, but. It's going to be so beautiful, so wonderful. But the New Jerusalem is going to be about the size of the moon, is what we gather from the description as given there. Uh, Twelve foundations there that are described. Absolutely beautiful place. So that's the New Jerusalem. And the New Earth and the New Heaven um, is going to be absolutely incredible. So um, that's going to be the final place uh, to where... Uh, we are going to be with the Lord for all eternity. And what's going to happen is is that after the millennium reign of Jesus Christ, that the heavens and the earth, and I'll read it to you, are going to dissolve. Um, it, it says that after the thousand years, 
Satan was released, um, then he was dealt with. And then after the thousand years, a, a great white throne and and those whose face in the earth and heaven fled away and there is found no place for them. So it seems to indicate to us, and Peter indicates that the heavens and the earth that we now know are going to dissolve in a fervent heat is what Peter says, and uh, like a big nuclear reaction, and then he'll create a new Jerusalem that is given to us and a new heaven and a new earth for all eternity. We're going to be together. Hey, give me a call, 303-690-3000. The call-in number to text line 720-336-0897. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. You just heard those two numbers to where you can be a part of the show, the call-in number and the text line. And so I invite you to call in. We do have uh, at least one line that's open. I'll be uh, pulling up the call screen here in just a minute and uh, also be able to text a question or a prayer request. So keep those uh, numbers in your contact and you can pull them up and be a part of Calvary Live anytime. It's easy for you and uh, would love to just be able to talk with you and encourage you uh, in the things of the Lord and uh, just to um, just pray with you and uh, to be able to um you know, talk about the things that are important to you as well. So 303-690-3000 is the call-in number if you want to be on the program today. Again, my name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. I would encourage you, I was looking at uh, at staff meeting today, just looking at our schedule, and we pretty much got Bible studies going on all week long uh, here at the church. Men's study starts tonight and lady studies. And there's a Thursday uh, lady studies. There's a Wednesday youth. The high school meets Friday young adults. Hey, if you're a young adult, 18 to 26, be here on Friday night. You're going to be blessed. And especially the young people, I want to encourage you be in fellowship because I know that there's a lot of polls. There's a lot of uh, temptations out there. And it's important, not just for you, for all of us, to be in a church where you have, um, you know, just support and the brethren. And then uh, Saturday morning, I do a ministry class, the heart of ministry. We're going to talk about faithfulness in ministry this Saturday. You're welcome to come. If you just want to learn about ministry or um, thinking about um, serving the Lord, I, I pray that you are because the Lord wants to use all of us. And we've been uh, looking at God's call to ministry, his preparation for ministry last week, being spirit-led in ministry, uh, because it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And then this week, faithfulness in ministry. And, you know, uh, we know that it is told to us in First Corinthians chapter 4 that a steward is found to be faithful, and um, that's important for us. So love for you to come and uh, if you have opportunity, look at our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org, uh, for everything taking place. Three Sunday morning services in the book of Galatians. It's wonderful to be a part of the um, body of Christ um, and to be together. And, and we'd love to meet your family if we have opportunity to do that. So let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to Patrick in Texas. Patrick? Yes. 
Can you hear me, Pastor Jeff? I sure can. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Thank you for taking the time uh, to hear me out. I just want to share with you and anyone that's listening uh, some things that I'm going through, and I really just want your counsel and, and your advice. I I grew up you know, in the Catholic Church, and I always thought that I was a good a good man living for for God, but I have recently come to the realization that that that's just simply not the case. I I grew up in an immoral environment, and I I use vulgar language and been involved in violence, promiscuity, lust, pornography, premarital sex. And six years ago, I met a a woman of God and been so many instances that I wanted to fall on my knees and just cry and repent. And every time I'm about to, I I just think my heart thickens and I retreat. And I want to share this with you because I really, I want salvation. And I want to live for God and and I'm having trouble taking taking that, that step. Well, yeah, and it sounds like, you know, as you, you know, realize that you're a sinner, that's the first realization, that you're a sinner in need of the Savior Jesus Christ. You know, my question is, what's keeping you from taking that step? Is it that you want to continue in sin? Is it that you're afraid? Are you afraid that the Lord won't accept you? But I can tell you right now that the Lord's message to you is to come. That's always his message. Um, is to come and repent, turn away from those sins, turn away from living after the world, and turn to Him. And here's the thing, those things, living after the world, the, the things that you described, the, the immorality, the uh, being an insolent individual, being one that, um, you know, it's just living after the world, is going to just end up destroying you. And it's going to end up putting you in bondage. And I have a sense that you're already in bondage and in captivity. And God is calling you to come out of the darkness into his marvelous light. And he desires to forgive you. He went to the cross, listen, Patrick, to die for you personally because of his love for you. And he died for all of your sins. And he's saying, come, surrender your life to me, believe on me for eternal life, salvation, and for right relationship with the Father, and to know that he rose from the grave, but that he is the Son of God. And so, you know, I don't know what's keeping you from doing that, but you can do that right now if you want. How do I do that? That you just pray. You pray to the Lord. You come to the Lord and you confess that you're a sinner and and you repent from your sins. You quit living after the world and say, Lord, I want to live for you. And you call out on the name of the Lord and you ask him to forgive you, to come into your heart, to be your Lord and Savior. And you do it by faith. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins, Patrick? Do you believe that there's forgiveness found in Jesus? Yes. Do you believe that he's the Son of God who rose from the grave? I don't know about that. 
Well, he rose from the grave, and he's alive. And he conquered sin and death, and he proved that he is the Son of God. And you see, he is Lord of all. And Jesus said that, that he would rise from the grave, and he did. And, and as he's at the right hand of the Father, he is the Lord truly, the Son of God who died for you and is alive. You see, you're not praying to a dead Savior. You're praying to a living Savior. Do you know that? I, I pray. I was talking to my uncle. He's a Christian, and he's he's a believer. And I thought I was too. And I realized that I've been praying to God, and He told me Jesus is God. And I always pray to Father. And I've always been mixed up about Christianity, and 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 uh, you know Jesus when he was in the upper room you know, right before he went to the cross, is one of the disciples asked Jesus, show us the Father that it may suffice us. And Jesus said, you know, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You see, Jesus is God in the person of the, the of Jesus Christ. He's He's the Son of God who came. He is, he is the one that is the uh, exact representation of God. You see, there is one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Jesus is God. And he would make those claims. He said, the Father and I are one. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And then he would say in that upper room that I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. He is the way, Patrick. He's not a way. But Jesus proved that he's the Son of God. He proved that, that he can conquer sin and death. And he did it on the cross, and he died for your sins, and he is God, and and he is Lord, and he wants to be your Lord and your Savior. And so he's calling you to come to him and believe in him and to know him and to walk with him and to experience life and life abundantly because you are not going to find it in the world, and you're not going to find it in religion He's not calling you to religion. He's calling you to a relationship with him as you call out to him. Wow. Okay. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Are, I, hey I Patrick, you you ready you ready to take that step and just call out on the name of the Lord? I think you I come am. As, well why don't we do that? Why don't we do that right now? Listen, tomorrow isn't promised to any of us, Patrick. And if the Lord's calling you, don't keep hardening your heart to him. Open up your heart right now and come to him. And you may not understand everything right now, but it sounds like you have family members that, that can help you. Listen to Christian radio. You find a church where you can grow in the word of God and with the brethren that can help you. But right now, Step number one is you come to Christ and you come and you call on the name of the Lord for forgiveness and salvation and eternal life. And you can do that right now. And you can do that. Just just pray this prayer, okay? Sincerely, you can pray, Father, I come to you right now. You can pray it right now. Father, I come to you right now. And I ask that you would forgive me and I ask that you forgive me 
I believe your son died on the cross for me. I believe your son died on the cross for me. And I believe that that he loves me. And I believe he loves me. So I ask that you forgive me through Jesus Christ. So I would ask that you can forgive me through Jesus Christ. And I pray for Jesus to be be my personal Lord and Savior. I pray Jesus to be my personal Lord and Savior. And I thank you for this new beginning. And I thank you for this new beginning. And I want to help me to walk with you and to learn of you. I want you to help me walk with you and learn with you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Patrick, welcome to the family of God. And you get a Bible and start reading it, start talking to your uncle, find a church that you can go to, and then you call back. Let us know how you're doing, okay? You follow up with me and let me know that that if you got any questions, you call Calvary Live, but keep growing in the Word of God. And listen, don't go back to the world. You've been brought out of the darkness into His marvelous light. Okay? Thank you, Pastor. You bet. Okay. And be sure to keep in touch with us. Will do. God bless. All right. 303-690-3000. You know, one person coming to Christ... You know, that's why we do this, you know, to encourage, to pray, to give the gospel to people and just pray for Patrick because he's come to Christ and it's wonderful. It's just a wonderful privilege to be able to be a part of it. Let's go to Fort Collins, Chris. Chris? Hi, Chris. How are you? Hey, fine. I want to welcome Patrick into the family and I know many prayed that prayer with him and for him. Yeah, absolutely. All right, what do you got for me today, Chris? Okay, I got a couple of questions, and one has to do with the parable of the sower, and Jesus talked about speaking in parables uh, so that um, some could not understand his message, and because if they did, then they would come and be. he would forgive them. And I was wondering why he said that. I think he's quoting from Isaiah, isn't he, in that? When he begins well, to talk m- about the... might be Matthew. Well, yeah, it might be Matthew. Yeah, it's in Matthew, the parable of the sower. And, you know, when he um, talks about the purposes of the... Uh, parables and parable. The word parable just means um, a, a story that comes alongside of a spiritual truth. Para means alongside of, um, and so he he's speaking these parables. The disciples asked and said, "Why do you speak these parables?" And Jesus gave that answer. He said, "Hearing you will hear and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive." For the hearts of this people have grown dull. And he goes on, and he's quoting um, in verse 14 of the chapter. He's quoting from Isaiah um, chapter 6, I believe, is what he's quoting from. And what Isaiah was writing at that time, that the people 
you know, as he was prophesying, that they were dull of hearing, um, that they weren't listening to their hardness of heart is what it was speaking of uh, when you look at it in context. And so um, there was um, the scribes and Pharisees asking for a sign in the previous chapter. You know, they had hardened their hearts to the Lord. So he began to speak in parables so the people could understand that story and they could, uh, um, you know, um, he could begin to minister truth to them. So I think that's why he's saying that. He's just making, um, you know, that um, reference there in Isaiah uh, that they were closing their eyes, that they were closing, um, you know, had a dullness of heart as well, their hardness of heart that was taking place uh, during that time. So um, that's that in the parable of the sower. And um, I think that's why he was he was mentioning that verse. Okay, okay. The other he, question, he, he, oh, you know, go he ahead. goes on, and he, and I'm sorry, he goes on to say in Isaiah six, you know, it, you know, as um, you know, he he's um, speaking that um, in verse fourteen, um, that you know, he goes on to say that you know. You have a hardness of hearing. You have a dullness of heart. All those different things, and that's what was taking place there as we look at this, um, these verses here. So, uh, hopefully, that helps a little bit and why uh, he was doing that. So, go ahead with your second question. Okay. Yeah. Good. I think I'll go back to Isaiah and uh, look and see more into that uh, as well. Also, the other question that I had was. Was there any wars in the heavens that, since uh, the world was populated, that the people on earth could visually see the fighting going on, the wars? In the heavens? Like, people were watching it go on? There's nothing that I know of that the Scripture speaks of that. We do know that there um, was the rebellion, um, that was, um, you know, Satan and rebelled. It seems to indicate in Revelation chapter 12 that a third of the angels joined in with that. We know also that in the future, that in Revelation chapter uh, 12, that it says that Satan is thrown out of heaven. Now, you read about the book of Job, and, and it says that the sons of men presented themselves before God, and Satan was one of them. So somehow they have access because you know you have that heavenly scene that's taking place there and and you know god says to to satan have you considered my servant job yes i have where you been satan going to and fro across the whole earth um and so there's that that scene that's there but in revelation chapter 12 in the middle of the tribulation period there's going to be this war that takes place um, and it says that war broke out in heaven, and Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon of his angels fought, and they did not prevail, nor was there a place found for them any longer. And it's then that Satan is cast out, no longer having that access there. And then he comes, and that's where he really begins to, you know, in his fury and anger, come against God's people. And, of course, he... Uh, is empowering the Antichrist at that time. But there's no indication that the people are going to see that uh, on the earth. Okay. 
Okay, just wanted to check that out. Yeah, and <clears throat> so there, there's no indication of that. There is, we do know in Revelation chapter 14 that there'll be three angels that will fly across the whole earth with three messages. So the angelic hosts, you know, there's going to be signs in the heaven. That, that's one of the uh, birth pangs of the end times. Luke's gospel seems to indicate that there's going to be signs in the heaven that will be bring fear to men. What kind of signs are those, you know, Chris? Are they, are they um, we know there's going to be cosmic uh, disturbances that are going to take place. Um, but, you know, as far as the spiritual, not really clear on that. Some have speculated, perhaps, um, but we don't know, and and there's nothing I can think of right up hand that indicates that. Okay, uh, I just thought of a another quick question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, are we considered the watchers, or is someone else, some other being? What do you mean by watcher? Uh, well, I think the Bible refers to watchers in a particular way, and maybe it has to do with watching the signs. Well, here's a couple things. Number one, Ezekiel speaks about the watchman on the wall, and we are called to be watchmen on the wall. And the watchman on the wall in ancient times, that he would be on the wall, and then he would blow the trumpet when there was impending danger. So Ezekiel mentions the watchman on the wall, and we are called to be watchmen. Uh, we are to, to give warning. We are to give truth. We're to blow the trumpet. And, and so in a sense, we are watchers. We are to be watching. Jesus, you know, the disciples came and said, what are the signs of your coming and the end of the age? And Jesus gave those signs. And then he said that you are to be the wise one who watches. You are to watch, you are to wait, and you're to occupy till I come. So we are are told to watch. And Jesus rebuked the religious leaders because they could discern the sky, but they didn't discern the coming of the Son of Man. So it's a command that's actually given to us that we are to be watching. He says, I come at a time that you do not know. So those signs are given to us, birth pangs, and certain things that are told to us in Scripture that point to the soon return of Jesus Christ. We are to be the watchmen on the wall. We are to give truth. We are to warn. We are to, um, you know, exhort um, people. And it's very important, I believe, today in the church to be watching. I really do. And um, unfortunately, that, you know, there are some who believe it's not important to watch. Um, it, it is important to watch, to be discerning and sober and vigilant. And it's amazing, Chris, when you really look at how many times we're exhorted to watch in the New Testament, particularly, um, that we are told, and it means paying attention. Um, and we should be doing that more than ever in the day in which we're living in. So, yeah, we are called to be watchers. Okay. Thank you for uh, answering those questions. You bet, and thank you for calling. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let's go to Georgia in Pennsylvania. Georgia, are you there? Yes, Thank you for holding. Yeah, you're on Calvary Live. Okay, my question is out of the New Testament, James chapter 1, verse 26. 
If mm-hmm. anyone cannot control his tongue, he deceives his own heart, and his religion is worthless. And also James chapter 3, verse 8, No man can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With our tongue we praise God and curse men that are made in his likeness. And then there's another one um, that says, Where words are many, sin is present. That's in Proverbs. I'm right. just... I I am an older woman. I'm in my 60s, and that's no excuse for not controlling your tongue. And I am a Christian, but the more I read about the tongue and controlling it, the more I realize it coincides with my walk with Christ, and I'm really having a hard time. <laughs> I know I'm grieving the Holy Spirit, but this is a continuous problem with me. Um, I don't really know how else to explain it. I just... I feel like I can't keep going to Jesus and saying, Lord, I did it again. You know, I blew it again. I said something to my husband I shouldn't have said. I lost my temper. You know, I know it has something to do with temper, and it comes out of your, yeah. you know, heart, and it comes out of your mouth. But the more that I, you know, read these scriptures, very convicting scriptures, I realize, you know, I've got to get, I've got to put this thing yeah. to death, and I've got to follow Christ. So how do I... <laughs> I don't really yeah, know what I'm asking, asking, and I know there's not much time left, but I, <laughs> I just... Well, you're asking, have... you're, here's the thing, you're reading God's Word, and God's Word is bringing conviction to you, but I Good. want you to always remember <laughs> this, that God's conviction is always to draw you to Him, okay? Okay, okay. It, it's not to push you away. The enemy comes and brings condemnation. That's how yeah. you can tell the difference, to okay. push you away from God. The conviction right. comes as He says, listen... There's something I want to deal with you about, and that is the tongue. Okay. And James talks about the tongue, and you know that six ounces of muscle that's in our mouths yes. can cause a lot of problem, and what comes out of our mouths. So yep. what we're going to do is we're going to pray, and you pray, Lord, help me. But I want to give you a verse, one verse that I think will be helpful. That Paul, as he writes in Ephesians chapter 4, he says, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And you've already mentioned this, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom we were sealed in the day of redemption. And he says, you know, let all evil speak and be put away from you. And listen, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Yes. Proverbs always says this as well, and then I'm going to pray with you. But Proverbs says, listen, Proverbs says, be quick to hear and slow to speak. Slow to speak and slow to be angry. I know it. See, that's my problem. I know the scriptures, but applying them is like, that's where I flip up. That's where I'm tripping up. Um, It's like it's in my head, but it's got to get down into my heart. And that's that's where I'm struggling. And I thank you for saying that the Lord is drawing me because I do feel that condemnation. I feel that separation, and I'm not quick to go to God in prayer. I I draw away from Him because I know I did it again, and I think, oh, I did it again, Lord. I grieved your spirit. And it it bothers me. I can feel it. I can feel that grief in my heart, and I say, And Georgia, we're going to pray before we go off the air, but this is what I want you to do. When somebody's talking, just stop. Just stop and listen. Okay. Even pray before you answer, okay, and think about it, because you're being quick to speak, I think. 
and just say, Lord, help me in the moment. So, Lord, I do pray for my sister as we're getting ready to end the show that you would help her to be quick to hear, slow to speak, that no corrupt word would proceed out of her mouth, that she would show grace, that she would build people up, that her speech would be seasoned with grace. And, Lord, I just pray that she would speak with compassion, that she would speak truth, that she would speak with a tender heart and with kindness and with gentleness. Help her to do that by the Holy Spirit. And, Lord, help her to tame her tongue. And, Lord, you want to do that work. But just to stop and listen to people and even take a moment to to just be sensitive to your leading, how to respond. And don't think that she has to respond in a negative way or tearing down people or whatever. But just, Lord, give her grace to speak into people's lives. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. Praise you. Praise you, Lord. Thank you so much. I don't want to take up more of your time. God bless you. Well, you keep praying that, okay? Okay, And let them work in your life. Okay, Okay, absolutely. Hey, we're getting ready to end the show. And, you know, that is, it's... It is important to be uh, seasoned with grace in our speech, and what we say is very, very important. God wants to help us in the speaking wisdom. So you hear the music, stay in the show. God bless you. So grateful for all of you who called in, been a part of the show today. Um, keep serving the Lord. Keep learning of the Lord. Keep growing in the Lord. Keep listening to Calvary Live, and God bless you, and looking forward to talking to you next time. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.